welcome to another episode of Multiverse Musings, the vidcast, and Krypton's Legacy, a Superman podcast. As always, I'm your host, Adam, and with me this week is two-thirds of the, or the second, of the third of the KW, <laughs> Mario. Mario, how's it going? I'm doing pretty well. I mean, it's going to be weird doing this without Steven this week, but we yeah. will hold the fort down because that's what the KWO does. That, that's right. Now, I have three explanations Mm. for why Steven is not here. One of them is the actual <laughs> boring one. The okay. other two I've concocted in my head. I so, like it. Since I, we call him the Hulk Hogan of the KWO, mm. I, I've concluded that he is off filming Suburban Commando in uh, the UK edition. <laughs> uh, so that's one uh, nice. version of the story. The second version, uh, as our viewers and listeners know, he is the Alfred Pennyworth of this podcast network. So I have sent him to a pancake making uh you know uh, class <laughs> and that's where he is right now at least that's yeah. where i hope he is because that means we'll be getting pancakes for the next time we do this hey listen uh, i'll take it and the realistic explanation is he's super swamped with uh with overtime at work and it's also his wife's birthday i believe tomorrow oh, so he's got to wow. do the work thing and be the uh you know uh, doting husband for the day so that's uh, so take your pick on which explanation you guys want to Use his headcanon, and you know what? (laughs) But that's kind of perfect because the realistic one was also kind of a thematic subplot of this week's episode of Superman and Lois. So we could Uh, use that the the balance of responsibility between work and home. Mm. Yes, that that is true. I never looked at it that way. Now, uh, Mario, just before we get started on on Superman and Lois, yeah, the Snyder Cut is coming out tomorrow. Oh, it sure is. We know that you're making plans to watch it. Your son is excited to watch it, which I saw yes. the video on yes. Twitter, which was really cute. Yeah. And uh, it shows that you're raising him right. And not just, yeah. because, not just because it's Snyder Cut. If, as long as he wants to watch any DC material, yeah. that's that's you know that's good, yeah. good parenting. Uh, Thank you. So, so now I want to just ask one, one question, because you have sort of said last week and, and a couple of weeks ago that you think that what, what, what in whatever form Henry is going to continue on? Yes, the cameos or whatever. You think that that deal is presumably already done? Yeah, I, I I would not be surprised if the deal that was reported upon by Deadline and I believe THR about five or six months ago. I think Variety too was in. The yeah, game. so you know a couple of very notable trades, not like unknown fanboy blog type deals. Notable trades are the ones who said that Henry Cavill was in the process of negotiating a return as Superman, and it even outlined that you know. This would not be for solo films, but rather for appearances in other upcoming DC films. So I do think that that is, uh, I think that's going to happen. I don't think we've seen the last of Henry Cavill in the blue and red, even though we're going to see him in black tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah, black and silver. Uh, Now, he's kind of wants to join the KWO, apparently. Look at his outfit. (laughs) He wants to join. He wants to be the leader. He's like, screw Steven. I'm the leader of this this show. Uh, No, but... um, in, let's assume for a second that let's say the particulars aren't aren't finalized yet. Yeah. Do you think the performance of Zack Snyder Justice League, provided it does the business that they're hoping, will only strengthen and, and quicken that process of getting See, a, a deal done? This is something I discussed on last week's episode of the Fanboy Podcast because I'm not sure what the success of the Snyder Cut does for Henry Cavill Superman because I think that those talks from, you know, whenever it was, five, six months ago, possibly a little longer now, 
I think what those talks were for were for appearances in things like the upcoming Flash movie, as well as the Shazam movies, maybe even a post-credit tease at the end of Black Adam, because we know Dwayne Johnson has been wanting to tussle with Henry Cavill Superman for a while. So I feel like the deal was to set him up for appearances there. It didn't really have anything to do with, you know, uh, the Snyder cut thing. Because remember, the Snyder cut moving forward, if if they decide they want to restore the Snyderverse, Mm -hmm. for now, that seems to be like like an HBO Max decision, a Warner Max decision, just like releasing the Snyder cut at all ended up being something they wanted to do, not what Warner brothers proper wanted to do. Right. So I feel like for now he made a deal with Warner brothers proper. And I feel like if this thing is a big success, they're going to see it. Yeah. They're going to see it as a thumbs up, but I feel like the confusion is going to come though. If technically he's in the middle of an arc now in the Snyder verse, You know, technically, if they do decide they want to go from here, because we've heard that Zack Snyder's Justice League ends on a massive cliffhanger. Yeah. So if he's if they're going to restore the Snyderverse, they're going to need Henry there to help tell those stories. Yet I have a hard time seeing Warner Brothers kind of letting that happen if they've already locked him up for appearances in the Shazam movies. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's 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 a tricky situation to try to make heads or tails of. I can only think. That if this goes well, it's all positives because it's people talking positively about a project that has Henry Cavill as Superman in it. Where things get hairy is, let's say they do decide they want to continue down this path. What does this mean for, you know, where we're going to see Henry next and how that could affect his future big screen exploits? You know, so it would be be a totally separate contract, by the way, just by the way you explain it. So, yeah, (laughs) payday either way for Henry Cavill, I think. Yeah. And I guess for him, I think it's a good, you know, yeah. it's like, show me the money, you know, he's he's going to be true. It's true. I guess where things get a little tricky also is because, you know, he seems to have been fine with a lot of the changes that were made to Justice League. He was kind of happy to be playing the more, you know, blue and red classic, you know, old fashioned Superman that he played in that movie. And I know that's the version that he would love to play moving forward. He was kind of over the Snyder sort of you know version of the character. Right. Yeah. So now, if this thing's a huge hit, I could also see that there being a little anxiety in Cavill in Henry's yeah. camp because it's like that's not the version I want to play. I don't want to play the Superman who's overcome by the anti-life yeah. equation and this is big scary entity in the second Justice League. I don't want to be associated with that anymore. I want to be associated with the classic right. Superman that we were teased in Shazam and that we could get more of in Fury of the gods you know so that's the only other aspect of this too henry personally i'm sure would love to just like move into this new direction as opposed to going back to what snyder originally wanted to do you know well it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting uh follow-up period post uh, well post snyder cut because mm-hmm. anything i mean like you said if that thing's a hit and listen the run time i don't put much weight in like my my decision to view something or not is yeah. not dependent on a Rotten Tomato score. But even I, who doesn't really care one way or the other about the score, was shocked when I saw that it's currently sitting at 77%. 77% uh, you know, with like yeah, 130 uh, reviews in? A, a friend of mine had a, and I had a joking bet. We're like, okay, n- knowing that this is Snyder's work and, and they haven't been too kind on it, let's have a, you know, a playful bet on what, it, what it's going to, where it's yeah. going to lie. 
And he's like, oh, yeah, no, they're not going to give this a high score. It'll be somewhere between between 25 and, and uh. you know, 25 and 35. And I'm like, uh, I'll give it 40 to, 40 to 60 was my range. Yeah. But th this is like, oh, okay, what's going on here? What bizarre yeah. world have I woken up to where now people are on board, seemingly on board with this thing? Yeah, I mean, th that so is weird. an interesting subplot to all this, too, because I don't think anyone expected this. You no, know, the, 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 the predictions were when it comes to Zack Snyder's Justice League, Zack Snyder fans are going to love it. They're going to adore it. This is going to yeah. be exactly the film they were, you know, they wished they had gotten in 2017. But the expectation was that beyond his fan base, it's going to be, you know, BVS all over again, where yeah. the critics just trash it. And a lot of fans just kind of turned their back on it because general audiences just didn't, didn't seem to love BVS all that much. But now, you know, with Rotten Tomatoes seemingly embracing it so far. I mean, we know that that score is going to change yeah, yeah, that could, once I mean, another well, hundred happen, reviews yeah. come in. Yeah. But this early buzz on Rotten Tomatoes, I don't think anyone could have seen this coming. And the, the amount of positive word of mouth I've already seen over on the Twitter is like, wow. And from major outlets, you know, Umberto Gonzalez from yeah, the rap yeah, raved yeah. about it. Brandon Davis from comicbook.com yeah. raved about it. The, 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 the CEO of Fandango, Variety's, Eric Variety's Davis. Was glowing. It was yeah. Like, variety. Like all of these. Roger Ebert, I think it was one of them was a good one too. A lot of these mainstream outlets are coming out with very positive things and also saying that they want to see more that they yeah. they should, hashtag restore the Snyderverse. So it's like, I don't think anyone saw this coming, but it's it's pretty exciting. And, and, and again, my only my only care about uh, something like a Rotten Tomato score is yeah. whether I use it or not uh, mm -hmm. to make my decisions, a lot of people do. So yeah. casuals that don't know what the heck this thing is, if they see that and they yeah. also have HBO Max are like, oh, Maybe I'll give this a, this a look and see what what all the. What, but all it's the... also not just if they see that. It also yeah. means that there's people out there feeling good about this yeah. movie. Yeah. This implies that there's people who are actually telling their friends, "Hey, oh, this well. thing's actually worth a damn." Yeah. And that's yeah. really what it's all about. They, you know, this yeah. buzz right now isn't so much about the score on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. but that it implies that there's a lot of people out there who are surprisingly excited about this, and they're going to tell their readership, "Hey, this is actually worth your time." It's you such know, a so it's more change. about that. It's such, such a change. It's so weird. It's like, like I said, after after Man of Steel and BBS, I'm like, okay. Yeah, I was bracing myself. Here we go again. Here, Here we go again. again. You know, yeah. and, and it's like, okay, I guess I was wrong. Yeah. Which, listen, <laughs> if it ends in that, you know, seventy to seventy-seven range, I'll, I'll happily be wrong on that bet uh, yeah. any day of the week. So good. And listen, tomorrow if I watch it, or or Friday, whenever, whichever one of the days I I get to block away that time. Yeah. When I watch it. I hope it. I hope that I'm that I'm over the moon on it. Uh, yeah. So yeah. And for me, I've already blocked out my four hours. I'm gonna do tomorrow right. from nine a.m. to one in one straight go on Thursday, so that I could record about it and include that in uh, Friday's episode of the Fanboy Podcast. So yeah, I'm doing for, uh, for me, I got to do it after dinner. So it depends when I can block that yeah. for either Thursday or Friday. When yeah. I, which which thing is better to block those four hours away? Um, yeah. But. Looking forward to it, and uh, and can't wait. And it's yeah. it's, it's it's here. Now but let's dive into the other Superman. Yes, we do have Superman and Lois. Uh, another, I would say, solid episode, just in general uh, terms. Yeah, not my of all of all four so far. It's not my favorite of the bunch. Yeah, 
but when when you've been hitting home runs, you know, three times in a row, you, you're not going to get four straight home runs. Yeah, listen, it can't be yeah. perfect. If every episode is your favorite, it's like uh, something's up. You know, there, yeah, there's going to be a range. Yeah. So yeah. So, uh, but I enjoyed it, and I'll just say ahead of ahead of, uh, you know, the spoilers. Yeah. That Lois Lane by far. Oh yeah, was the best thing in this episode for me. Mm -hmm. uh, so, what are your non-spoiler thoughts, Baron? My non-spoiler thoughts were were that this is a really damn good show. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> enjoying how the uh, the intrigue is getting ramped up. I like some of the teases of what's going on, where we we seem to get glimpses of a Morgan Edge from the alternate Earth that we've heard about, and we started getting more details on what his grander plot and why he's targeted Smallville. So I feel just like overall, for me, it was another thumbs-up show. You know, I saw Steven's response over on Twitter. I know he was, you know, he was also not in love with this episode, per se. But... Honestly, for me, I I just love this for what it is. It's the continued world building, mm -hmm. and the character beats that I did see, I was very impressed by. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm excited to kind of go beat by beat with you here. So, so that flashback, Mario, getting right into it with Morgan Edge. Yes. Are you suggesting that that's that that's the alternate? I think it's the alternate world. I think that's a yeah. I think he. I have a couple of theories. Okay, but. One of the theories is it's quite possible that this Morgan Edge isn't who we think he is. That maybe this Morgan Edge was killed by the Morgan Edge from another Earth, and he's here now continuing whatever mission he did in the other, other world. I got, like, this weird vibe about how, like, this might be the Morgan. You, remember, you know how Lex Luthor crossed over? Yeah, what if yeah. this isn't the real Morgan Edge, and that's why they're showing us? Yeah. Because there seems to be some unity of plan here. They showed this other, you know, Morgan Edge in more casual clothing and like a more military setting looking at like, and he was up to something there. It was like an explosion episode. or a crash or something. Yeah, sort. and he's looking at the meteorites and he's trying to collect stuff. Oh, and he said the rebirth begins now. It looks like he found like a, what almost looks like an alien egg. The rebirth begins now. Now, now that you mentioned that, what if that the, his assistant there that, that, that has heat vision? Yeah. What if, because I kept thinking, okay, something crashed, whether it was a meteor or a oh, ship. What if that's her? What if she's either Kryptonian mm -hmm. on an alternate Earth, yeah. or as Stephen uh, presumed, uh, a Daxamite because she wasn't affected by the Kryptonite. Interesting. Yeah, I, I would have to look more into that, but I, I might. I feel like that opening shot was definitely from another earth yeah. and there's like a weird crossover between what that Morgan edge is doing and what, what this Morgan egg yeah. edge is doing. And I'm wondering, is, is it because they're the same one and the other one's like either dead or kidnapped or locked up in a safe somewhere while the one, you know, the, while this one is kind of the one calling the shots here, because to me, it's too much of a coincidence that like they're both up to very similar kinds of no good. Yes, you know? indeed. Um, no, it was very, yeah, and you know what was jarring the most to me was the transition between what was the flashback, mm. and then he's in a suit, and then it pans away, and you're like, oh, it's a football game. What the yeah. hell is going on here? I'm, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. confused. So I yeah. have to double back and be like, wait a minute. Okay, yeah, so the flashback ended yeah. here. Yeah, okay. And so. that's the thing, and I think they want you to be unclear as to whether or not it was a flashback or a glimpse of the other Earth. 
Yes. I don't know why, but to me, it seemed like a glimpse of the other Earth. You, you could be right. You could be right because it had the same vibes hmm? as the Lex flashbacks. So it had yeah, the it same was night. The, it was militaristic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explosions everywhere. Yeah. It felt like a very different world than the one where you know, we primarily. It was the Michael Bay universe because there was explosions <laughs> everywhere. And yeah. they, they, um, but and, and then a lot of Morgan Edge kind of. I mean, since we're on him, we'll stick with yeah. him. Uh, that drama carried over specifically in his contention with Lois Lane because she's getting ready to write that, you know, the scathing yeah. editorial about his, his shadiness and how he's not good yeah. for small the whole nine yards. And then she gets served and says, listen, if you if you publish a story, then the, our lawyers are going to come after you, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and as she's serving it like the, the warning, I'm like, okay, the, the least of your worries are the lawyers with this one here because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone just blew up your car last going, week. You know, <laughs> you yeah. get some problems. But I liked how that instantly triggered Lois into like this, this you know, almost feral, you know, reporter. I'm, yeah. I'm in attack mode now. Yeah. And it's just like when she confronted him at the, at the mines, I think Bitsy Tolak has, with this episode here, Solidified her. I, right? I think she's my favorite Lois Lane. <laughs> yeah. I, at this point, I think she's done it. I mean, she's nailing it. No, just by the, note, little by little. The way she went after him, the snark, yeah. the attitude, like she didn't back down, even though he was trying to, you know, intimidate the hell out of her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, I like how she called out, you know, drop the accent. But, and it's kind of like a, a meta thing because. The Morgan Edge on Supergirl was Adrian Pastar, and he didn't have uh, an accent. Oh, so I think funny. that was kind of like a meta kind of yeah. reference. Yeah. Uh, which could prove your point about maybe it's an alternate universe, Morgan, because this is the a Supergirl different Morgan universe. Edge. Has, yeah. yeah. So that, that could work in your, in your, uh, in your, yeah. Theories. And I also feel like the Morgan Edge plot became a little more defined, though, too, because it, it's less about just him trying to screw over this small town yeah. and more about, well, why this small town? And then now you see he's really interested in the mining sort yeah. of stuff, and he's trying to dig deep into the soil within yeah, small. And we'll spoil. And we'll spoil right to the end because it's on Morgan Edge. Yeah, I mean, he seems to be the, looking for other Kryptonian artifacts yeah, and, and things that lands up there. Uh, yeah. According to the end, so um, I mean, and, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if he's going to like. Double down with with alternate Lex here, and, and they're going to cause some chaos. Because... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But also, part of what he's doing also yeah. seems to be connected to almost my theory from last week, which was that he's doing tests on people and giving them metahuman powers. Yes, yes. That because was, we also yeah. saw some of that play out in Jordan's subplot. Mm-hmm. It seems like yeah. there's something that crash landed here from Krypton that helps give people special abilities and Morgan edge in this episode also has a line in there about, you know, I, I have a way of getting the best out of people or something like that. Like he's definitely tweaking humans and trying to turn them into superhuman beings. And I think, and I think that's going to connect with this new protocol that Sam Lane referenced when he wants to kind of, it seems like they want to start building up a defense or a protection against Superman. I wonder if that's where the billionaire and the military are going to kind of come together here. I think they're yeah. built towards some interesting stuff. Yeah, and since you mentioned, you know, the, the teenagers, yeah, let, let's go there next. I know, I know we're going all over the place, but yeah, when, yeah. When, when the segue allows, you just go, you just flow. <laughs> um, so, 
a lot of it was, you know, the football game. And again, Jordan has a big moment where he, you know, basically he's responsible pretty much for the touchdown and the, and the, the game winning play. Yeah. And through that, we see one of his teammates who is, is injured. He's on the, on the shelf, uh, complete with, with arm cast or, or sling or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Cast and sling, I think at one point. Uh, and, uh, this individual, like you said, um, has some interesting things going on in his body where yeah, and it, you can it vibrate of, at speeds that would kind of not make the flash jealous, but, you know, kind of yeah. make him look sideways. And he's also got, like, the these super healing abilities. The yes, broken yeah. arm mends itself. He cuts his hand. It mends itself. So, and then what comes out later is that, you know, I loved how they added this, that he was at that mine kegger where Jordan yes. blew up the pile. Yes. And that some sort of yellow phosphorus sort of, you know, thing came out of the ground with that explosion. Mm. And whatever he was exposed to there is what gave him that. Now, I'm wondering if the, because the, th- that's what threw me off. I'm like, wait, yellow. And then I thought, yeah. well, what if they're exploring ye- like alternate versions of kryptonite, like different colors? Yeah. Give that's the thing. You know, that's I could I saw yellow and green kryptonite in that closing shot. That, you could be right there. And I think the yellow has a way of unlocking abilities, almost like making you more like Superman, where like now you absorb the sun's rays differently. All right, then I gotta grab me some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then the green stuff kills you, but the yellow stuff yeah, yeah. somehow strengthens you. Yeah. And I think that's why he's there, and I think that's how it all connects to the lowest plot, which is why is Morgan Edge here? Why is it yeah. so important for of, him? Of all to, places, why small? Yeah, yeah, why small? But why does he have to dig in this soil? Why does he have to you know go into these mines? And I think it's because he wants more of whatever it is makes people superhuman. Interesting thing about the, the kid with the with the with the healing factor yeah. and the, the crazy uh, jittering uh, arm, yeah, and body actually. That and and Stephen uh, sent me a message wanting to mention this because it's the same idea uh, that I had. This is very reminiscent uh, of a Smallville episode. Like the episode oh, yeah. was literally called Jitters, ah. and it was virtually the same thing. So yeah. as I'm watching, I'm like, "Wait a minute! I've seen." I mean, well, yeah, I, in, in Smallville, it was with an older character uh, yeah. that was being experimented on, and Luther Corp was involved and all that jazz. Yeah, but the, the principle of it with the jittering and the, yeah, and the yeah, yeah. experimentation, I'm like, this this feels. Well, really, and that's really the thing for me too. Yeah, even for someone, even as someone who didn't watch Smallville, I was sort of familiar with that creature of the week sort of vibe they were going for there the first season or two. And that they created some sort of story conceit, right? Where other people got affected by Krypton, uh, you know, Krypton remnants, right? And they had yeah. special abilities that Clark had to deal with. So I did get that vibe too. And I, I, I'm like, this might come up when I talk to Adam later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because was, this does seem like a, like a convention that was used in Smallville with this idea that Clark was not the only person affected yeah. by things that landed in Smallville. Yeah, it, it, was, so, Smallville, it was Smallville 101. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I hope. Uh, I mean, listen. I hope that they don't lean too heavily into that. Now every week is about. Yeah, as long as they don't do Bug Boy, we're uh, good. I'm good. You know, I have I have bad yeah. memories of Bug Boy, but, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's not go there. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. Um, and I I love the fact that the, the kids, the boys, tried to solve the issue themselves, specifically yeah. Jordan, because he's like, well, I got some enhanced ability. Why can't I, I can help? Why can't I help? You know. And 
the whole conceit was, from his point of view, let's not bother dad. And the reason why he didn't want to bother his father is because his grandfather said, said every your time dad has fish yeah, to fry. Yeah. Every time you, your dad's going to worry about you, the safety of the world is in peril. I mean, he didn't put it in, in that yeah. terminology, but he's putting a lot of weight on the kid's shoulders to say, listen, if you, if you bust your dad's chops, the rest of us are screwed. So, so yeah. stay, basically stay in line. Yep. I'm like, well, that's not very grandfatherly thing to do. No, <laughs> you know? no wonder Lois hates you. This is that kind of advice. Um, but, and so, you know, God bless them. They, they tried and, and it didn't work out. And then, and then you know, Superman, Superman to save you, the day. Um, which was an interesting uh, beat because his solution was, you know, the, the solution was, was clever thinking. If I take him high enough, you know, yeah. he'll basically go unconscious and then yeah pop, pop. The, the air will become too thin for him and Tempor- he'll be forced yeah. to calm Tempor- down yeah. yeah temporarily solved yeah uh, so and then also what about the implication when they ask where'd you take him yeah and he's like oh to basically a school for people yeah. with these like, now, now, now we're really in the in the world building phase yeah. <laughs> oh now there's like a school for people with metahuman abilities it's, yeah it's a, it's a marvel dc crossover apparently. yeah i know because like, as soon as I, I'm, I'm watching that and I'm, I'm listening to the dialogue. I'm, I'm like, wait a minute. What, are they going to take it to Professor X? Like, what's, what's going and, on here? Like, and that's the thing, though. I think there is a, a unity yeah. between Morgan Edge and the yeah. military. Because yeah. Sam oh, Lane, once again, he said he wants to initiate a protocol and whatever. I think, and he gave it the same numerical designation as yes. the Sam Lane and yeah. the alternate Earth. Yeah. And I think what we're going to discover is that he's building a team. Remember, Morgan Edge's assistant said, I'm calling the team. I yeah. think they're going to make a team of metahumans to help keep Superman in check. And I think Morgan Edge is the one creating the metahumans for the team. You and know, probably some of those kids that are at that school will be drafted into this. Maybe, yeah. And I the, think the, Sam the, Lane is going to be somehow linked to what's yeah. going on there. So, yeah. So that, that, that was all very interesting. Uh, more of the drama before we get into the main yeah. villain and and the uh, and the the action pieces, the, the the brief action pieces that we mm-hmm. saw. But um, the Lois, uh, a couple of things with Lois again was was her wanting Clark to be at the town hall meeting to kind of say his piece and for her to strengthen her argument and yeah. the thinking that well everybody loves you, you're Smallville's favorite son, you show up and and basically. Rally the troops. Yeah, rally the troops. Expound, you know, expound on all the all the ills of Morgan Edge and the damage that he could do here, and that'll really strengthen my point. Of course, Superman duties prevent him from from being there, and I mean, Lois is is upset. The right word? I don't. I don't, I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah, She's, I mean, I think upset is the uh, the most general way to put it. But yeah, she feels like her husband just let her down. Like once again, she needed him in this very crucial spot, and she understands why he couldn't yeah. make it. But man, that sucked. I, yeah, and I think that was her stance. That explain that explanation to me sells it because if yeah. Hajit just said, "Well, you weren't there for me and been harping on him for twenty minutes." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like exactly. Lana used to do in Smallville, mm-hmm. then I would have got I would have got to have it like here we're going here again. 
But yeah, this is where once again the yeah. writing doesn't yeah. disappoint. You know, the, yeah. the characters actually say what's on their mind. They don't keep yeah. things just yeah. for the sake of TV drama. She called him on it, but and yeah. she explained perfectly why she yeah. was upset yeah. and why it's hard for her to be upset. How yeah. why she even feels guilty for being upset because yeah. she knows he's Superman and he has a grander responsibility. So like she conveyed this very complicated feeling of emotion and sadness and longing and understanding all in one shot yeah. and it's like that's just great writing you know that's awesome that was really that was really well done um and it was that extra explanation that the, you know the extra detail yeah that i was like i totally get her position mm -hmm. and she's she's valid but again she like she's mad and that, that's understandable but she understands why she can't expect him to be there in case you know some some yeah. Superman thing comes up. I mean, it's and it, and it kind of is a callback to the previous weeks where, you know, I, I'm sure Sam Lane would love to say, "I told you so." Yeah, and he did tell her. He said, "Listen, you you fell in love with Clark Kent, which is fine and dandy, but, but you, you married. married Super. Super. You, you know, the yeah. problem problems are going to arise there. It's just mm -hmm. the nature of the beast of of him being who he is, and." Once they find out why the boys were so delayed in calling Superman, yeah, yeah, I mean they, they have, have a whole tone change. Like, hang on a second. They yeah. have a blow with Sam, and I mean, just in the in the dialogue, mm -hmm. in Lois's explanation, like it reinforces that we've seen we've kind of seen it play out. But now, her the way she delivers that dialogue, you really you get a sense of the person, yeah. And this is, this is someone through. who's seen yeah. the father of the family have to go disappear for some higher calling all the time. You know, she's used to that guy who disappears. But in the case of her father, she doesn't get the sense that he was upset about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he didn't necessarily miss being home and maybe he didn't have to be gone all the time. Yeah. He never created a balance. And all she seems to want from Clark at the end of the day is to create some sort of balance and let us know where your heart's at. And through her explanation, like she's like, I know that he struggles with it every time he's got to go. Yeah. And you saw, and we saw it last week that, that, that little pause where he wanted to stay and enjoy the, the painting. Yeah. Uh, shenanigans. But then, I can't, I, you know, I can't belay the point. I got to, yeah. I got to do what I got to do. And so you, you, we have seen the struggle and I just love the way she's, she may have been upset with him, but yeah, when she had to, she defended him and basically said, look, even with being, as Sam Lane puts it, the most important man in the universe, yeah, he's still a better father than you ever were. And that, that I think, yeah, it just shows why the, the Clark and Lois, relationship is probably i think in any media one of the best in the dc universe especially and when it's conveyed this works. way and it works yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, you got to have so, this sort of power dynamic between them this kind of chemistry really explains it now now the, the other thing i want to is is sam lane sam lane seems to be doing you know taking these precautions Largely because uh, this is how it came off to me. Largely because he's pissed off because Superman's not doing what he wants him to do. Well, I, it's like Superman because he said, "I don't work for you, General." 
<laughs> like, yeah, you know, well, and, and that kind of turned well, the wrong way. What was interesting about this episode, there, there was one particular line that Sam Lane says yeah. that really got my attention because it's something that came up a lot in Man of Steel. It's something about this idea of like in the real world, people would be scared of Superman. Yeah, yeah. And Sam Lane says the military is terrified of you. He yeah. said those words. They're basically the military is terrified of Superman. And it really kind of like, in a way, flashes me over to what's going on with Lex Luthor's subplot where the Superman on that earth went bad. Because it's like it's that same idea of like, you know, if you're looking at potential threats, a flying superpowered alien is the first one on your list. And if he if something goes wrong and something puts him in a bad mood or if he just starts acting erratically, you get really nervous because if you're not sure that his priorities are your, yeah. yeah, like, you know, if you're not sure that you're both on the same page all the time, then you got to be really scared of the godlike powered man coming yeah. and basically taking control of everything. So in a way, it almost makes you understand where Sam Lane's at. If he's basically the military middleman. And he knows that there's an entire military industrial complex complex that's terrified of his son-in-law. And he has to try to make sure that Superman and Clark are always like everything's on the up and up. So it doesn't suddenly bring all this attention to the Kent family. You know, you kind of understand where he's coming from, too. And you start worrying, like, see, if he's going to start being more of a dad, then emotions are going to come more into play. And if emotions come more into play, he becomes a less stable hero. He becomes a less stable hero and we are screwed. You know what I mean? So, so if you think of it that way, like he actually, he's looking a few steps ahead and he thinks it's very dangerous now that Clark is trying to be more of a father figure to his kids because that's going to create a lot more drama and he's not just going to be able to stop what he's doing and help everyone all the time, you know? Yeah, no, I, totally. And, and it's funny because Sam Lane's kind of speech kind of echoes what Bruce Wayne says in BBS, you know, yeah. if, if there's even a 1%, you know, or... Yeah, you have to have a contingency plan. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it kind of, it kind of... And it called that to mind because I just, just before so I watched Superman and Lois, I finished a rewatch of BBS, so that was kind of ah, present yeah. in my brain. I'm like, hey, wait, that's awesome. I just saw that. It's something similar. Yeah, you know, yeah, A lot yeah. differently, but I digress. Um, but, and you see the consequences of, of Superman, you know, being more of a dad yeah. in, in the main action beat of the story because, you know, Sam says, you haven't been around and, you know, some of these guys are, are already setting up shot, you know, like intergang and mm -hmm. this person. Oh, they dropped intergang. Like, that was oh, so cool. cool. Yeah. Now, now you're one of those 90s John Burr, 80s, you know, John <laughs> Burr comics. Now you're hitting me in the fields. I like uh, it. And, and so, you know, Superman is basically called into action when, he has to oversee or, or a transport of Thaddeus Kilgrave, who is a villain in the comics that I'm not 100% familiar with. Yeah, I uh, had to Google him too. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's being transported. And but I like the portrayal so far. He's creepy and he's yeah, got that unhinged genius yeah. thing down pat. Yeah, it was like, to me, it was like, what if Toy Man wasn't mm. a joke? You know, because yeah. Toy Man to me is a tough sell. But I'm yeah. like, what if Toy Man was something serious yeah. and more and more threatening? And mm -hmm. like the the the, the weaponry that, that, that he used against Superman, 
the the the, the sound. Yeah, that was great. That looked so painful. It looked. What, what can we call it? A sound emitter? What, yeah, like we, a sonic beam oh, of yeah. some kind, right? Because yeah. it had to do with sound, so yeah. I would call it a sonic beam. Yeah, and you know that gun, and, and like he really had. Is it fair to say that this is the most like challenging? We've seen yeah. So I mean, yeah, there's lacks well, in the suit, but still. Especially when you think of how they sort of foreshadowed this by talking about his super hearing and how sensitive his ears yeah. are. Yeah. And how he has to work really hard to just block out certain frequencies and just focus on certain things. You get the sense that his ears are unbelievably sensitive and unbelievably fine-tuned yeah. so that when he gets blasted with this sound wave you see his ears glowing and it doesn't look cool it looks like something inside his head's about yeah. to explode because yeah. it's being so overwhelmed by the sound you know, just like you see the eyes and the capillaries around the eyes start to inflame yeah. when he's shooting the uh the octic blasts <laughs> and the um you know you see the ears and it, it looks unbelievably painful and it's funny because we don't think about that as a weakness for superman we think about kryptonite we think about magic we think about you know whatever but like this is a very realistic thing that would at the very least slow him down or yeah, incapacitate oh yeah. him for a time it's not going to kill him but, but yeah. you know for what they did in this it was totally believable that he would be at Kilgrave's mercy yeah. for i was just amazed at like how much trouble and uh, how painful, uh, how much pain he was in. I'm like, oh, it that's impressive. Yeah, that that's, imp that's impressive. Not that I want to see Superman in pain, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's impressive that that he had more trouble with, I'd assume, an average human being. Yeah. Than Lex Luthor in an armored suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which is which is which is an interesting way to go. And I think if you're going to have him face human threats, you're going to have to have technology like this. To and make and you got to power him a little bit. He really yeah. can't be that impervious guy yeah. who is only hurt by kryptonite. You got to show that there's other stuff that can get yeah. through to him. And I feel like that's another thing that they established here, that Tyler Hoechlin Superman can be hurt. Yeah. You, know, you may not be able to kill him with something like that, but you can hurt him and you could, you know... He's uh, very, mu he's very much the John time. Byrne Superman, because that yeah. Superman was yes, he's powerful, but you know... He's not going to lift the moon and just, you know, take it for a joyride. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah, last know. week when Subject 11 yeah. knocked him out in the motel yeah. room. Like, you know, yeah. he gets knocked out and incapacitated. He's not just like, everything's fine and yeah. no sweat. You know, like, I, I love the character, but, it, but you know, when, when he can do the insurmountable and it's like not even... If, if an alien threat is a hard sell... I mean, yeah. you've got you've gone too far with the power. Yeah, of so I, I'm kind of glad that yeah. they've sort of yeah. humanized him a bit, where he can get killed by. I mean, not, he can get hurt by your average human if they have the right weaponry. Yeah, and, and also, I mean, if they were smart enough, they, they'd combine. Uh, thankfully, Superman's villains don't seem smart enough. But if they were smart enough, they'd combine that weapon. Yeah, and a, and a kryptonite shiv. And well, the, it, I feel like that was probably <laughs> just the first time we saw yeah. that too. I felt like they, yeah. you know. They established that, and it's a very powerful visual, and it looks yeah. very effective. Yeah. I feel like later on, because I don't think, I mean, I don't know, I, I'd be shocked if if this is the last we've seen of Kilgrave. I feel like they, yeah, they established him pretty well in this. So I would not be surprised if somewhere later on as part of like the finale, he's lured someplace to deal with something, and then all of a sudden those things are like cannons yeah. all around him. And he suddenly is, you know, has to deal with that again. And that weapon again reminded me of BVS when uh, at the fight with Batman, Batman was using that sonic sound thing. Oh yeah, to disrupt him. It was like yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. 
It actually reminded me of a different superhero movie. It reminded me of the, of the Ed Norton Incredible Hulk when he's on the college campus. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shooting the sonic waves at him. Yes. Um, like yeah. that's, you know, that, that, that seems to be an established way to stop a super-powered being. Is that movie's underrated, by the yes. way. That's, that's yes. not um, I, I think Edward Norton's the better of the two Hulks. I mean, based on the writing, I'd have to agree. I think Ruffalo's got it in him, but I don't oh, think he's given like a script that shows the full potential yeah. of what his Bruce Banner could be. Ragnarok didn't do him any favors. Um, no. But the, the the key thing of that scene was we got to see the super clap, which was pretty yeah. impressive. <laughs> Another new power that we get to see in live that, action. That Superman. was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, and again, we... This this fight was occurring as the boys were calling for Superman, as we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And again, you you could see just in the body language of Tyler Hoechlin Superman. Yep. It's like, con- I, got, I gotta I gotta stop Kilgrave, but yeah. my sons need me. Like it's the push and pull of yeah, you know. And ultimately, though, it's hearing them go, Dad, that made him push through and do the clap. Knowing they need him gave him the extra, in real life, the adrenaline, the rush to like, no, I cannot succumb to this. I got to go be there for my kids. Which was You know, so, no, I thought that was phenomenal. And the other thing I liked about the scene, in terms of action-wise, was like flying through Metropolis searching for Calgary. That was a cool Mm -hmm. little little moment. So, I mean... It wasn't jam-packed with action. Uh, I mean, it had probably the least amount of action of all four episodes. And I feel like that's probably why you and Steven didn't like it, right? Because of action? Well, uh, it was, no, to be honest with you, it was more of the Smallville parallels that, that bothered me. Because ah, they, they, didn't, they, they didn't take the good like the good parts of Smallville, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, you see, and, and I get that. <laughs> but I guess my only thing is, like, give it a little time. Because oh. I got the same impression. I'm like, this totally feels like... Yeah. Creature of the Week, Smallville yeah. convention. Are we really going down this that path? That was what scared me. But, you know what I mean? But if it's actually setting up like in like the elite type of team yeah. of metahumans yeah. that he's going to have to fight at the end, I think that's pretty. That, that yeah, might be you're worth. Right. It. You're right. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. listen, but I'm with you. I, I had the same in the back of my head. I'm like, from what little I know about Smallville, people hated yeah. you, you it. Haven't when Smallville seen, went this way. You thankfully haven't seen the worst of it. Um, <laughs> so you can you've spared yourself of that. Yeah. Um, but I'm willing to give them some leeway here because I do think they're oh, no, building definitely, to something definitely. grander here. They're building but, to some team of metahumans, and they're playing a long game. But again, it was never going to be. I mean, the show was never going to have, you know. Uh, perfection all the way through as much yeah. as yeah. ideally that would be great and we'd love it but let's be honest i mean nothing yeah. nothing is I, I i've yet to see a perfect movie let alone a perfect yeah. tv show i mean these things to and me that's the thing, they though, don't too, exist like, <laughs> and that's the thing though as much as we celebrate the production value on this series yeah we also know that that comes with budgetary uh strategizing yeah. and that means that every once in a while you're going to have to have an episode like this yeah. where there's hardly any spectacle and it yeah. really is about the character bits because you're going to have to have some episodes that are just dirt cheap and like even on like super big series i remember like breaking bad one of their last seasons there was an episode that was all in one location with just two actors and it's just yeah. like this cost them Twenty dollars to produce, but it's be that's why they were able to put all the money into the other episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah, so the and you know, and, was go ahead. And you know, by the time the finale comes around, they're going to go yes. balls to the wall with the yes, visuals, right? Exactly. So, 
So I feel like they fed us really well in terms yeah. of spectacle these first three episodes. That I know this Here's week. Here's a salad, I, basically. Uh, yeah. The first three with a buffet. All right, cool your palate with a salad. The thing. <laughs> Honestly, I thought that this episode was like what the show was going to be like originally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's primarily family drama with a few fleeting glimpses of Superman doing something cool because they can't really afford to show him doing that much. You know what I mean? The fact that we had three basically movie-level Superman stories and then a more, you know, uh, where the the spectacle is a little light, you know, I can handle that. Now, if you go the next four or five episodes and it's mainly dialogue and not spectacle, then we'll start, you know, I'll start to complain a little bit. (laughs) But for now, one episode that's a little lighter on the spectacle, I'll take it. Two yeah. quick things I want to bring up before we, we, we wrap up and give our ratings. Yeah. So one of the interesting dynamics that I got from this episode was the Lana and Lois. Yes. Night out, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Which for Clark, you got to imagine that's a little bit yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, they did date when they were Which is funny kids. though, because it didn't even come up. We didn't Which, even get yeah, to yeah. find out what Clark would think of Lois and Lana going yeah. out. Yeah, right? they yeah. just kind of glossed over that. But, I yeah. was kind of waiting for it. I'm like, okay, he, he's got to be, he's got to be a little bit nervous about that. I mean, imagine them yeah. trading stuff. And what happens if Lois has one too many, right? And yeah. she slips. Uh, I mean, Lois is not gonna. Yeah, I know, but there's always that danger. You never know. I know. Uh, I know. But but I kind of like their conversation because it never devolved yes. into making a big deal about. She dated him in high school yeah. and unrequited kind of love. Feelings. Well, again, and it was handled in a very sort of mature, yeah. realistic yeah. way. You know, Lana, instead of having these immature TV character feelings of yeah. Yeah. Know, Clark, it's like she's looking at him as a mature, grown-up person would. Yeah. You know, And yeah. listen, he left town this way. He came back this other way. Clearly, you were the thing that came into his life between yeah. them. I mean, she doesn't know that he also discovered he was going to be Superman. Yeah. But, you know, in her mind, though, she's approaching it from a very grown-up standpoint, not like in a petty, weird, sort of competitive way. Yeah, You know, and I love that so many of the characters in the show they're so well fleshed out and they're not just like all bad or all good or all comedy everyone's got something to say and there's interesting layers to this i mean what i loved about that scene though coming from someone who's about to celebrate 10 years of marriage this this summer is hearing them discuss their relationships with their husbands and how they both kind of helped each other appreciate their relationships a little more i i really did dig that I really did. I, yeah, did. I, yeah. a lot of times, like when you, when you, you know, like when, when it comes to like girl talk on TV, it's the girls beating up on the guys. Oh, the guy's always clueless yeah, and, yeah. and this and that. Here was Lana and Lois basically saying, No, your husband's pretty awesome. You know, like they yeah. both, she said the same thing about Lana's husband. You know, I know it can't be easy. You married a firefighter, but he loves you so much and it's clear and this and that. Like, I feel like nine times out of 10, when girls go out to dish on the boys on TV, it's always the guy, my guy's an idiot. Yeah. And let's all roll our eyes at what idiots we married. Yeah. Here, it was the two of them empowering one another and saying, actually, you've got a good thing over there. So don't screw it up. You know what I mean? Like in their own sort of way, you know? I really appreciated that. As did I. And if you think about it, it could have, like, you, you don't realize how similar, like, the, the common ground that they yes. have. Because, you know, he's a firefighter, which mm-hmm. means he's not around all the time either. Yeah. So, 
you know, um, it's it's kind of interesting how uh, again, yeah. I mean, I brought this up on our first episode. Yeah. I love that women who date Clark always end up with someone heroic, like yeah, they just like or a firefighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. last thing I'll say, since we're talking about Mister Firefighter, yeah. is. I do like that there have been lots of subtle homages to Superman 3 here. Because even though he's not playing the same character, you know the lunk right, head yeah. from Superman 3 who loves, right, you know, who's yeah. into Lana. Like in the first episode, I got that. When he was kind of drunk and swilling and saying mean things to Clark yeah. at some point in that episode, he reminded him with the mustache and he's Lana's guy. Yeah. It reminded me of the guy from Superman yeah. 3. Yeah. And even here, there was stuff like when you, when they're there setting up for the thing later that day, yeah. they were setting up the family reunion in in in, in uh, Superman three, and he was around for that. I just feel like there are some interesting parallels between that guy and Lana's yeah, boyfriend. Brad, I think it was Brad at the time. Brad, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I feel like I don't think that's by accident. And no, I appreciate the hell yeah. out of that. Yeah. Hey, listen, I like I. I oh. You know no, I thought of another thing that made me oh, feel like maybe it is on purpose because also when he's doing all the bragging about his like jocular exploits on this yeah, most yeah. recent thing, talking about like when he was on the football team and whatever, yeah. Brad and Superman three had that same thing where he, you know, he was the jock and Clark yeah, was the yeah. nerd. And it was just like, I totally think it's on purpose. and I love stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And I think, um, I wouldn't be a opposed. Listen, if they can pull off Superman four knots, and yeah. make them good. I, I listen. Yeah. I'm all for somebody. Give me a nuclear man that's actually good. <laughs> give yeah, me I mean, <laughs> why not? There's no reason that somebody with better creative intentions yeah. couldn't do the nuclear man story again with today's technology and actually make it worth a damn. You I'd know? like to see it. Yeah, and, and I think I think these writers could make it work. You probably really could. Well, maybe in like season four. That'd be yeah, perfect, yeah, right? You never know. You never know. Yeah, the, the, it would match up. So, yeah. so that means get ready for Zod in season two. That's what you're saying. Uh, and listen, hey, and if we're going to talk about Lana and Lois, we also got to talk about how it resolved itself, right? Yes, because yeah. the conflict with Clark and Lois resolved itself when he did the thing for her in the barn with yeah, the, the lights and the barn, he tried yeah. to create like a date night with her yeah. as his way of saying, listen, I know it's not the easiest thing in the world to be married to me and I'm not around all the time, but I want you to know that my heart is here. This yeah. is what I want to be doing. You know, you, the, the, our relationship is the most important thing to me. So just know, I, even when I'm out there doing what I got to do, this is my priority. Yeah. It's the first thing I wake up thinking about and the last thing I think of before bed. And, I, I and as a husband, that. yeah, like as a husband, that's what you got to do. You have to convey to your wife. You know, like, uh, that's the thing. Like to me, like I know we're dealing with superheroes, but a lot of the dialogue and stuff like I can relate to. Yeah. If I can just bore you for just a oh, yeah, yeah, second. You know, when she was talking about, like, I knew what I was getting myself into, it actually took me into conversations I'd had with my wife where, listen, she's known that I've been a DJ for the better part of the last 18 years. Right. Yeah. And she knew that getting into this, but she didn't, re you know, she, this means that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, when all the cool things are happening, anniversaries, engagements, family birthday parties, you want to go to. I'm not going to be around for it. You're busy, so you're yeah. going to be working all week and it's going to be hard for us to find time to spend time together on the weekend. And when we do find time, it's going to be amazing, but I'm not going to be around a lot. Yeah, and you know, yeah. that walking into it. And I've had talks like what Lois and Clark did in yeah. my own life. And I, yeah. I, 
I, I, I, it just, it felt ripped right out of real life. This sort of marriage, yeah. sort of finding that balance and being there for your partner. Because even though they understand that you're busy all the time, because you have some important stuff, yeah. you gotta just let her know where your heart yeah. is, though. You know. Yeah. So either way, I just wanted to touch on all that because yeah, that was really cool. I, I did like, and then. I, Good for Lana too. Lana and Yeah, Lana. and then Lana, as soon as the, the next day, she's being kind and warm towards Kyle, who's just doing the best he can for his family. Yeah. And even though they not always agree, and he's all in on this Morgan Edge guy and it's a little short sighted, he his heart's in the right place and he's committed to his family. And she appreciates that. And you know, I just I, I really did like how it ended. I thought that they handled that whole plot line very well. And you got to give the guy props. He can make dinosaur pancakes. So, I mean, I mean, listen, I want some dinosaur pancakes. Yeah, who who can do that? I don't know too many people that can make dinosaur pancakes. By the way, the moment with uh, Lois and Clark in the barn was another yes. similarity. They, they did something similar on Smallville. Oh yeah, did but they? that was one of the that was one of the good moments. So, so when they take the good stuff, I'm I'm yeah. on board. Um, gotcha. So yeah, no, it's just a couple of things that made me uh, think of Smallville. That was one of them. Um, but yeah, um, I guess if there's nothing else that we, we that we missed, uh, final thoughts and and, and uh, great. Okay, you want me to go first? Well, go for it. Final thoughts are another great episode of Superman and Lois by my standards. I think we continue to build out the world. We continue to add layers and depth to the central relationship as well as to some more of the central supporting characters. Now we have a better sense for who they are and why they are. And the villain plot line became a little more defined. And uh, I would give it a four out of five. Awesome. Um, I'll go with Steven. Steven gave it, let me just do a quick, quick search on what Steven gave it here. He says. <laughs> Steven Marshall. Okay, he said, basically, uh, he thought that, um, oh, he, everything I said about the, the Smallville thing. Yeah, and, the Smallville parallels. All, all that was there, all that was there. Uh, he said uh, the Kilgrave action sequences were great, like he mentioned Super Clap. He said that the only thing he wished uh, he, or that he wants to see going forward is hopefully Kilgrave will be fleshed out a bit more, and you said we'll probably see him again. Um so he'll probably get his wish there. He gave it, in terms of a grade, 3.75 out of 5. Uh, okay. So, All right. I get it. Uh, there we go. And uh, for me, so, a solid episode. I mean, again, uh, just because I say it was my least favorite doesn't yeah, mean it was mean bad. It was bad. Yeah. And coming off the episode before that I watched, like literally before I watched Superman and Ross, I watched the latest episode of The Flash. And in my opinion, that was god awful. Yeah, uh, I've heard bad things. I mean, remember, I don't watch those shows, but I've heard lots of people go, "What the hell happened on the Flash?" So this this was like like Susan yeah. Kane yeah, yeah, by yeah. comparison. So yeah. to me, and just because I like to do this, because it, it bugs Steve when I do it, now, I'm going to give it a four out of five, topping his rating, because I hey. seem to do that on the, on the show. I thought you were going to so, say three point seven six. No, no, I'll give it a four. <laughs> like I said, yeah. still good. Just not as good as the yeah. first three, and there's nothing. Again, nothing wrong That's with that. Yeah. It's, listen, we live in a society where everything doesn't. We have to live be, in a society. I just did that. I can't believe I just did that. No, but you know, it doesn't have to be either the best thing ever or yeah. the worst thing ever. No, like there can be, can be just good 
or yeah. really good. I mean, it's all, it's okay. It doesn't have to be one extreme or the other. Yes. So that's where I land. Okay. I, I'm excited for next week because they yes. promised us more Captain Luther. Uh, and so, then we're going to go into a prolonged break, which is a bummer. Uh, right? which, but, in the meantime, you'll be launching Superman, uh, Superman on film. film yeah. uh, which will be great. Um, Stephen and I will have our uh, Snyder Cut review. We're Provided that we've both watched it, our, our review will be done by Sunday. So yep. we have that coming. Uh, we're trying to get Zach. Yeah, you've had Zaki Hassan on your show. Yeah. We're trying to get him on our show uh, for a little bit of a Superman discussion. So nice. in between our episodes, we'll have content for the, the people. You'll have content oh, for, for the people. Sure. Yeah. And then come come the return of Superman and Loss, um, you'll be back uh, for that here. And hey, listen, if major Superman news breaks... Regarding the movie, we got to get you on for an emergency, of course, an emergency of course. show. So there'll be a lot of content on both channels yes. to tide you over in between <laughs> this ridiculously long break. Yep. Uh, but we do have next week, and the KWO will be back in full force, all three of us uh, causing havoc on this show. So we'll be back. We look forward to it, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. If they want to continue the Superman talk with you, Mario, between now and next week. On social media, where do they do that? Find me over on the Twitter at, at Superman on Film. Just keep it nice and simple. Superman perfect, on Film, perfect. all one word. Perfect, perfect. And if you want to find me, it's at Adam underscore Deesfat on Twitter. We have the Facebook group, which is below. You can ask for permission to join. I'll add you. We can continue the conversation there. If you want to bug Stephen for pancakes, it's at Steve Alman <laughs> 1984. Do so and uh, tell him you missed him. Make him feel good. Yay! Uh, we did, uh, but it was fun. It was fun, even though he wasn't here. We had a fun time, and we hope you guys did too. And until next time, stay super. <laughs>